This is the Friday, March 10, 2023 installment of Market Plus. Again with us, Jeff French. Jeff, I didn't want to hit you out of left field with this one, but cotton. We need to talk about cotton. Down 7% on the week. We are below 80. This has been a trend lower. We've been stuck sideways, but really kind of leaning one way. Is the floor in yet? It didn't look good. I mean, limit down on Friday, four-month low, below that key support of 80 cents. Again, it's about a momentum a lot of times in these commodities, and momentum right now is down. Uh, I looked at the charts here today. 77 cents has to hold. Um, if it takes out 77 cents, it's going to be a quick ride down to 70. Well, is this all about acres? I don't think, uh, you know, the May contract is not about acres. In my opinion, uh, it's mostly, if not all, to do with the action in the stock market and recessionary fears. Stock market down 1,400 points on the week. That selling spilled over into everything. And one of the biggest commodities that is affected by a recession um, is obviously the cotton. And uh, uh, they definitely hit it hard. Uh, cotton needs to show life uh, really quick next week or else it, it, could, be, it could be ugly. That's, I won't say old school thinking, but that, that's traditional thinking, that cotton is tied to the stock market. And I know the stock market is not the economy. That's not to say, you know, when we hit 30, 25, 20, it's not the economy. 300, 311,000 more jobs. We've averaged, averaged like 350,000 new jobs over the last three months. Unemployment still at 50-year lows. Interest rates keep ticking up. We might get another half point, 25 basis points. Where's the economy in your eyes right now, Jeff? <laughs> this, is a, this is a very strange time in economy. I, I mean, it's just, you know, bad economic data is bad. But right now, good econ economic data is even worse uh, because the Fed has come out so hawkish with his testimony here uh, this week that the market is very scared of increasing rates. Uh, and we saw the market react to that. So... Uh, yeah, very strange time here. Uh, this week also, we had the second biggest bank failure in the history. Uh, we're talking about an institution that had $210 billion in assets, and it's gone. So uh, I don't know if it's the start or the end, but I know we are in very strange economic times here right now. We're in economic times that those have corn, either in the bin or yet to plant. Uh, let's start with Scott in Augusta. He leads our corn question parade. Uh, do you think the corn market might be overdoing it a little bit? You know, short term, uh, it is a little bit oversold. Um, but when you take a step back and, and you got to kind of erase the last three years of this bull market move, I mean, you're dealing with $6 old crop corn, $6.10, $6.20, and $5.50 new crop corn. So, those are still pretty high prices historically. Um, but yeah, in the near term, it is overdoing it. But if you think it can't continue to go down, just look at the wheat market. I mean, it's, it's been down $1.30 the last week, the last three weeks. And uh, that's probably some of the reason that the, market, the corn market was down here is this week as well. All right, hold on, wheat folks. We're getting to you in a minute because we have a lot of questions about that market as well. Let's go to James and Spencer, Northwest Iowa. When will the next swing up in the corn and bean market happen? You know, we'll have to see how the, the action is uh, next week. You know, I, I have always had the rule that you just, you don't buy the first rally. 
and, and we saw the rally here on Friday, um, especially in the corn market and the wheat market. Most likely that was profit-taking going into the weekend. Um, but, you know, you got the safrina crop that's going in late. Uh, there's, al- there's already talk of the Brazilian farmer cutting back on planted corn acres and, and moving into either wheat or milo uh, because of the lateness. And they're late because they've had big rains and the crop is big, the bean crop that they're harvesting right now. So um, I'd be a buyer. If, if December corn can hold 550 for the next two days, Monday and Tuesday of next week, I might start uh, buying some there. Um, and then the uh, May corn, if we can get it back above 618, 620 area, you maybe start doing there. But I'd, I'd, I'd be patient here for the next couple of days. You get to go first. USDA report came out this week. The next one will be acreage planting intentions. Will any of this action that's happening right now over the last, we'll say, two weeks with the week ahead, will that flip any acres in anyone's mind that has acres to flip, that haven't already done something in the fall or in the spring? I I don't see it. I I mean, maybe some of the fringe uh, acres... But I, I think most of the acres that get switched is because of weather, um, you know, unless it's just a really big price disparity. But, you know, we haven't changed, in the new crop, we haven't changed that drastically. I mean, we've, we've come down here, no question. Um, but, you know, the, the planning, you got to remember, the planning intentions are intentions. And it was done during, you know, mostly during February. Uh, and those acres can change. But it is, it is expected to be a heavier corn year. I mean, that shouldn't surprise anybody. It was a heavier bean year last year. Um, so we'll just have to see what comes out. Also, quarterly stocks number on March 31st, that probably has a bigger indicator on the market as well. Okay. Let's move uh, to wheat. Brent in Enid, Oklahoma wants to know, We have always been told that Kansas wheat is the biggest price driver. But Kansas has only a 17% good to excellent crop rating. Is this no longer the biggest driver? Well, it's maybe a little too early uh, to be following those, or at least the market to be reacting to those. Yeah, it's, it, it is very low rated, uh, 17%, when the average for this time of year is about 34% good to excellent. Uh, so it is, it is, but it's, it's improving, and the market likes that. Oklahoma improves 13% there last week. Uh, parts of Kansas, again, northern part and the eastern part improving. The southwest remains extremely dry. Um, but then you head east, the soft wheat, I mean, they've been in really good shape. They had an excellent winter, had a lot of moisture, and that uh, prospect of having a bumper crop on the, the Chicago wheat. So... Right now, it's probably a little early to be looking at those condition ratings to drive the price. But if we stay down at those levels here in the next two months, they will definitely drive the price. All right, so you're looking ahead or looking behind. Let's or looking ahead. Let's look behind a little bit. Brandon in Montana wants to know, Jeff, what did wheat do to deserve this backlash in the futures market? We talked about the the Russian pact. That was one thing you you mentioned. Rain in Russia, rain in some Europe parts, uh, moisture here. And one of the biggest things is the funds short 100 to 120,000 contracts. Uh, and, and they have just piled into that contract. Uh, on Thursday, on the big decline, Chicago wheat alone went up 12,000 contracts. So that is people, after a dollar sell-off, 
to me is probably throwing in the towel saying, I, I just can't handle this sell-off anymore and, and selling some wheat. Um, but again, I, I, we have to get through next week. We've got to get through these negotiations. Uh, you know, the indications right now is the deal will be signed. Everybody wants that. But who knows? We don't know what Russia wants. So uh, I know they want to sell more fertilizer. Um, but again, you know, they're at war. Anything can happen. And if the deal does fall through, uh, you're looking at 3 million metric tons per month. That's not going to be flown. You mentioned all the shorts. Is there somebody who's going to say... By golly, that looks like a good opportunity to go long. And will we see any interest on some of those tech signals, an algorithm that might flip, or just somebody who, like in the big short, decides to play the opposite end of the boat? There will be. I mean, there always is. And you have to look at the open interest. And right now, between Kansas City and Chicago wheat, open interest in the futures and options as at a 10-year low. I mean, when you have you know a run-up like we did in May, and then pretty much we cut the prices in half in the last eight, nine months, uh, you've washed out a lot of players in this mm-hmm. field. So with the funds short 100 to 120,000 contracts, when they decide to flip and buy back their shorts, yeah, you could experience some very sharp, volatile rallies. Let's stick with some volatility. Let's talk about Argentinian, Argentinian acreage estimates. Ken in Michigan wants to know... There are big swings in Argentina's soybean production guesses. How does one work through these discrepancies? Yeah, so, I mean, the USDA report uh, caught that off guard, caught the trade off guard. I mean, they, they slashed the Argentinian crop. Uh, you know, most likely they're, they're taking their cue from some of the big private uh, forecasters out there. Uh, they're still down there in that 31. There's one out there that's down there at that 29 million metric tons. Um, but you got to remember, you, you have to, yes, they, they, no question. I mean, they, they've had a big, I, I think yields are down 70%. Um, but you go north and you got to look at a whole. Uh, you know, you look at Brazil and Argentina compared to last year, they're, they're still going to produce more beans right. than last year. Uh, and that's because of the massive crop that Brazil is producing. I mean, they, they got, you know, 5.6, to 5.6 billion bushel crop. So it's a big one coming. Um, but yeah, you could probably see some tightening. The, the, the trade is probably a little bit lower than that 33. But what I didn't like, Paul, is the market's reaction. I mean, we rallied for 30 minutes. We could not even make a new high for the month. And then we just broke the remaining three days of the week. So uh, w- when a market doesn't respond to bullish news, uh, you need to take notice. Hmm. Good note to end on. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Paul. That's Jeff French, everybody. Next week. We are going to take a look at how oyster farmers are making a profit while cleaning up the environment. And we'll have commodity market analysis with Arlen Suderman. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.